out a little bit more from our correspondent in London this afternoon. Catherine Drew, thanks for joining us. Good afternoon. Good afternoon to you. I, I saw a newspaper headline in the UK. Uh, I think it was The Sun that ran it this morning with the headline, CEU Later. I mean, there's a, there's a bit of levity around this, but, but is that the general mood in London today? Well, actually, I've been out uh, in Westminster. I, I spoke to some young people, actually. There's one young lady holding a, uh, a, 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 a campaign um, uh, board, and, and it says, this is not the future I wanted. Now, at the moment, she's a one-woman protest, um, and, you know, but that could grow. I mean, a lot of people are unhappy. Remember, the vote was actually very, very close, 52% to 48 That means almost, I mean, statistically, it's got very little in it. Of course, though, the uh, winner takes it all in this situation. So many people are unhappy uh, with this outcome. And I think the country, um, the young people I spoke to said they were in shock. They were students, you know, they were concerned about their future. They said that they thought, you know, perhaps older generations had voted for a decision which would really affect the youngest the most. So uh, really, I think the country's still reeling. And, and now David Cameron announcing he is on his way out. I mean, it, it's... Uh, to play for, as it were, a lot up in the air. So those who want the, the, the UK to remain in the EU, I mean, is there any chance that the UK could return? I think there's very little the chance that it could uh, return. However, in recent days, we have a discussion of sort of this associated membership where actually Britain does get control of immigration and its borders, but uh, still has access to the to the common market, and maybe they, you know, it will go. It will, there will be contributions to, it, to its coffers, so it would be a sort of membership in all but name. We would have a Brexit, but uh, all these things really will come down to the negotiations. Obviously, it, it's in Europe's interest, given the the, the trade uh, deficit. Uh, that the UK has with Europe. It's in, in Europe's interest to make this work. Um, so we will all come down to these negotiations now. So I think it's safe to say we will not see Britain inside the European Union. But in two years' time, perhaps if we look at the fine details of the negotiations or even in a few more years after that, maybe we would see, actually, there's not a lot of difference here. You know, maybe the, maybe the, maybe the UK is doing okay after all with a strong relationship with Europe. So really, all this has yet to be negotiated. Thank you very much for joining us. Catherine Drew is our correspondent in London this afternoon. We're now on the line to a South African living and working in London. Dr. James Dre has a PhD in politics from Oxford, and uh, he works in the country right now. James, thanks for joining us. Good afternoon. Hi, thanks very much, Darshan. So what was your first reaction to this news? I mean, to be entirely honest, it was complete and utter shock. Um, I think that everyone, uh, when they woke up at 3 or 4 or 5 a.m. this morning to desperately check what was happening, um, was shocked. None of the polls uh, in the final days led us to believe this would happen. And I think anyone who lives in London just thought it was impossible. Um, and you'll see that from the reaction of the markets this morning, which were insane. Um, so it's been, a, it's been a pretty scary morning for a lot of people here. Uh, why do you think this has happened uh, at this time, Dr. Dre? Yeah, so I think that normally what happens in referenda is that towards the day of the poll itself, we, we go towards the status quo. People don't tend to like change, and they tend to vote for keeping things the same. But the academic literature tells us there's two reasons why they might vote for change. The first is when they think that the only way they can keep their life as it is, the only way they can maintain the status quo is to vote for change. 
And, and so they have a debate about a different set of issues. So in this election, this was this referendum. It wasn't really about Europe. It was about immigration. It was about fear of the other. And so that was what the election became about. And so, then the second reason why people vote for change in referendums is when they want to give unpopular elites a kick in the teeth. Uh, and it was very clear in all of the, the, the analysis that people just didn't trust what politicians, business leaders and others were telling them. So this was a proxy vote for some of this, you know, xenophobia, the racism that, that may exist, particularly that came out from the UKIP party. You know, are, are we likely to see other EU countries follow this? I mean, there's a, a couple of hashtags that people are using, like check out, perhaps Czechoslovakia could mm-hmm. be leaving Finnish, slack of art. Uh, there's, there's others that are coming out, Portugal. Could we be seeing uh, <laughs> more, more countries leaving the EU? So I think two things. I mean, the first is that in spite of all that, we have to keep calm for the moment. Um, and I think there are signs that there are parties across Europe who will be uh, calling for, for, for change. But they have very different systems to what the UK has. And we've seen in the past where in referendums in France or in Ireland, when people voted for uh, against the Lisbon Treaty, um, the politicians just said, OK, well, let's ask you again and did a second referendum. So on the continent, I, I think that the you know forced breakup of the EU or anything like that is a bit too extreme, uh, and we should uh, we just watch how it goes. And in terms of the UK itself, again, I think the main thing for investors and for ordinary people on the street is to make maintain calm, because this negotiation is going to take years. This prime minister is not going to negotiate it. He's already announced that the next prime minister will do that. So we have to wait through an election campaign to find a new prime minister within the Conservative Party. Um, and uh, all sorts of other elements are going to come into to play. We've just heard from the First Minister of Scotland that she would like a second referendum because the Scottish people voted uh, to stay in the European Union, even though the English people did not. So a lot of complicated things are going to be happening over the coming weeks and months. Uh, and the most important thing, I think, for everyone is to keep a keep a clear head. Unfortunately, as anyone who is in an emerging market knows, any sort of instability in this area just means that South Africa and others will get the brunt of the hit. And you've seen what's happened to the RAND this morning um, and to emerging market stocks around the world. Um, And that is uh, probably going to continue for the short run. Dr. James Dre, thanks for joining us. He's a South African living and working in London at Brunswick, and he has a PhD in politics, and that's from Oxford University. It's 16 minutes to one. Inspired Youth is a motivational platform that inspires the youngsters of today to become the leaders of tomorrow. Through interactive workshops hosted by high-profile role models, teenagers and young adults are encouraged to identify their passions, hone their skills, and turn these into fulfilling lifestyles and careers. Inspired Youth is for young people who want to push their boundaries, create opportunities and alleviate unemployment and poverty in South Africa. This announcement is proudly brought to you by the SABC Foundation. See inspiredyouth.co.za for details. You're dreaming of enjoying the good life with your family, driving a fancy car, owning a luxurious house, being CEO. 